All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Daddy long that game. And shout out to Red Light Crew. Hey, you're one of 12 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. Yeah, you know what? To define that uh, uh, better, um, I think the key there is... uh, (laughs) I just lost my trend of thought. Oh, that is never going to get old to me. (laughs) No. That is never going to get old. Real Life Podcast. What's the day today, bag belt? Today is Wednesday, May 22nd. What year is it? 2019 Earth Years. Oh, is that what you believe? As far as I know. All right, real life. You got your boys here. You got the Squire. You got Bag Milk. You got your old pal Wanye from the Navy. Our producer is here. Tyler Uremchuk of Internet and TSN fame. Joining the show. This is his first time running everything. How you doing, buddy? I'm great. I don't know about Internet fame. I think I might have like the least amount of Twitter followers here. Well, I don't listen to AM radio because I don't drive a truck for a living. <laughs> ah. And I knew you from the internet. Well, uh, and I knew you could you'd always, be good from the internet. You could listen to the radio on the iHeartRadio player. Oh, nobody does yeah, that. Yeah, no, no one does that's that. That's how um, Chorus and Bell Staff That's talk. the only way you yeah. can get the podcast. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I wouldn't listen to this either for the record. And luckily, 11 people agree with me. 12. 12 now. 12 well, confirmed. I don't want to tell you about the 12th person. It's very sad. <laughs> they don't it's listen anymore. Yeah, <laughs> they, they don't listen anymore. What's going on, boys? I'll tell you what I think's going on. Change is what's going on. I think the Oilers Woo-wee. have actually started to make a motherfucking change. I I, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but the, the right heads are starting to roll. Though you did say yesterday you were up for celebratory beers. 
Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like the like the culture changes on. I think it's hilarious that all these fans are like, "We need to see massive change on and off the ice before we're willing to buy in." We fired the usher from section one sixty. Well, I'm back in. That's the kind of change I'm looking for. <laughs> I was talking to our boy Carrie. He's like, I'm, I'm excited. There's two more firings they make. I'll be back on the bandwagon. I'm like, come oh, on. Oh, really? Yeah, but oh, wow. He, oh. I think he's just riding high. Yeah, he he's riding like high. He's, he's a true fan. So what? what are the moves that have been made, Bagbo? What have we What have we seen happen of, week, of this week? Well, last week, we saw Craig McTavish move on to the KHL. Let's, let's analyze this. Yeah, that one is interesting to me. Why the hell does he need to go to Russia to coach? He's a fan of rubles. Life experience. Like he's getting paid in cash money. Max, he's an interesting guy, right? He did his MBA. Yeah. He's gone into the Canucks system. He's yeah. been with the Oilers for 300 years. I just, I just, but like Russia is like the most uncomfortable league to go and coach. Like that's, that's like the coaching graveyard. That's where you go to try to just squeeze out that extra nickel out of your career. I, I don't think he needs to like, why do I just go in the AHL? Like that's a more comfortable league than going to. Well, it's not for teams. money. Well, it's not. It could be for that. money. Yeah. You think? I think that might be one of the driving yeah. factors is he just for two years, if they're paying him a million a season, whereas in the AHL, you were making 150K. Yeah. He might have just gone, Kate, two more years, grind it out over there, make some coin and then retire. Yeah, maybe. And that's that's tax free dollars too. Like, I, but I'm just like, does he need the money? Like the oil, like Daryl Cates has been just shoveling cash his way for years and years and years. When I was reaching the end of my pornography career, bag milk, I went and did that stint in Russia. Remember? Mm, of course, and, yeah. And I was gone and making all those Russian pornos. Mm-hmm. I do. They pay you cash. Yep. Yeah. You know, like it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. Well, the, the video ex- quality is shit. Wow, that's the whole problem. Yeah, the right exchange now. rate on the rubles too. Can like, be there's tough. no comeback. No, 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 no. The editing is in post-production in Russian exactly. porn is horrible. Everything looks wrong. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're on the other side of the bed because you're in Russia. You know it all. There's always a bear in the background. Some reason. <laughs> Every por- porno has to be approved by Putin himself. Of yeah. course. That's never good. He directs most of them. I've heard. <laughs> Stars. We should actually talk about that later on when he bailed. Oh God! Eight, yeah. Who eight died? goals, hey? Who, who died? There's like a sniper in the media center up north, up top in the arena, and it's like if he doesn't score back top cheddar, you're getting. Well, oh, but you didn't do, see him do a celebratory lap after. But that's when he bailed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rug yeah. guy's no murder. He's the dead He's guy. <laughs> the I'm gonna go ahead and give some props to the people that the acting on the opposition. Oh. Really nice, really fantastic. Putin, the defenseman, though, kind of look the other way, or Putin learned to skate at sixty-two. Really? Yeah. So it's incredible he's scoring eight goals. He like, well, now according to Putin, Putin learned at sixty-two. This is also like somebody in North Korea being like, Kim Jong Un is an amazing golfer. He, there's a one golf course in North Korea, Uramchak, and they say that there's a framed scorecard in the clubhouse uh, of a hole in one in every single hole, yeah. and Kim Jong Un got eight. Kim Jong Il, Il, sorry, yeah. Kim Jong Il got eighteen. Yeah. I mean, Putin scoring eight goals in a charity game isn't far off. So okay. if he learned to skate at 62, he is now a 66 year old man. He's only got four years yeah. of uh, experience on oh, the blades. Oh, I don't believe that for a second. Yeah. Then, like as much as everyone was making it easy on him, he he was getting around okay. That doesn't look like a guy who getting only started around. skating. He's an interesting dude because like he taught himself to play the piano in his late fifties. Is this him telling you that he's done this? Well, he's like a Zuckerberg in the sense that you know how Zuckerberg like publishes what he wants to work on for the year, and he one year he learned Cantonese, one year he read a book a week, and he like shares that kind of stuff. This isn't quite like that much transparency, Uh but like Putin went and learned to play the piano and then performed on stage in front of a big crowd. Was the piano playing itself? Nope. 
it's crappy and he's there and he sings it's like a national folk anthem or something <laughs> yeah. but he went and did it and then okay. I think he also he was like a competitive swimmer or something and he did a bunch of swimming laps for the cameras uh-huh. and then he went and did this any, any chance he can be shirtless I was going to say did he play the piano with tarps off yeah. one of the things yeah one of the things Russian people want more than anything from their leader is to, for them to appear like virile and healthy mm. I saw this documentary I think it was on Netflix about Kremlin pills and there was like special pills they gave to like party members in the 60s and 70s when the life expectancy in Russia for a male is like 55, 56. These guys like Brezhnev were living into their 80s and they it's because of these Kremlin pills. The Russian gas. Yeah. Well, I don't know what that means, but yes. So Putin appearing healthy has like been the play of the person in charge of Russia since the czar's times. And when he took over from Yeltsin, remember Yeltsin was like big and puffy and fucking uh, drunk and always at work dying. And shit? Yeah. Yeah. Then so Putin's really done a, trying to do a good job of like, don't blame being old for me sucking shit if you don't like me on an issue. Because look at me, I just fought a bear. And scored eight goals. And then fell down. Prolific career, honestly. Like I said, the acting though, when he's coming in, defenseman just does a clear 180, goes the other way. Props to the goalie, too, for making it look like there was actually it some actually kind of looked, effort going yeah, on there. Yeah, I liked it, it looked like an attempted save. What like, you're looking at, boys, is real power. Yeah. Putin didn't have to tell those D-men to let him go wide. They did on their own accord. Now, and if you ask the goalie if he thought he was going to score a five-hole, he'll tell you he didn't think he had the shot. The real question is, is how much of an egomaniac is Putin? Did he actually think he performed well? You actually think he... Okay. I think that Putin... Because isn't that more embarrassing if everyone just lays down for you? That's what I want to know. Because I, I like... If, if that's how you skate and play, there's no way you can actually believe you're good. I don't think he cares. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a show, it's showing power. Right? I wonder how many chances he got stopped on. Oh, that's a good question. A lot of like, goalies. Like, know. were there a couple? No, were there like a couple times he went down the ice and like, all right, we got to make this a little believable and like swatted the puck off his stick. They said that when he was doing a fishing exhibition a few years ago in a stream that there were Russian Navy divers in the river with fish and he would cast and they would put the fish on the line. <laughs> I and then saw he would a video about that, but I, I, think the, I think that was mocking that event. But, well, they, but I think it was like they made a video mocking it, but they yeah. actually believe that to be true. Yeah. Like nothing's up for display. Like if you're that, if you're that type of person that requires that amount of power in your day-to-day job, I don't think that you like sit in the dressing room beforehand and go like, well, I hope the other team lays down for me tonight. I think they're just like, oh shit, we have to play Putin. We better lay down tonight. But I don't think he goes home being like, I'm the man. I think he goes home and he's like, now i got to order a missile strike. All I know is I'd love to be on his line. Pat oh, the yeah. stats. Oh, jeez. Stats looking real good you'll after have an zero goals, but you'll have all the apples in the world. That's no one saying, wants man. to sit on the bench near him too, hey? Yeah, Putin's your trigger man. Well, yep. if, hey, if, 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 if you do want to win, just put Putin on your team. Yeah. And you, you, you see, see, and that's why he does it. Because now people go to G20 meetings and they're like... If I want to win, I need Putin on my team. Yes, I am the Prime Minister of India. Yes, I will do a trade accord with you. When I when I worked at ATB in a formal life, uh, you've lived multiple lives. Yes, congratulations. Uh, and uh, they had they had a hockey ATB hockey team and ATB hockey tournaments. Well, on on my team was like the second in charge of the company, and he was like sixty, and he's on my line. And I'm a defenseman, but I'm playing up because I want to be on this guy. He's my Putin. Yeah. And I'm just feeding this guy any goddamn chance <laughs> I have because I got to make sure he gets two goals in a game. And uh, because of that, I got his card at a direct line. Anytime I, you know, had a question or, you know, uh, I wanted to change my path, 
I had someone to talk to who could make a call. That goalie that he scored eight goals on, he just was give, gifted an aircraft carrier. Yeah. yeah. An aircraft carrier in the I, Pacific Fleet, yeah. I bet he got the Poots card for that one. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Oh. Do you know about the Putin card? No. Vladimir Putin has, rumor has it, mostly affirmed, yeah. a special credit card for high-profile Russian athletes, specifically hockey players, because Putin loves hockey. Yeah. And he just says, go wild on it. Yeah. Run it up as high as you want. Yeah. Like, Ovi has one. Like, it just gets taken care of. Like, hey, Semyon Varlamov, you take this and whatever you need in Colorado is on me. Yes. Uh, well, I don't know if he qualifies. But yeah, he's, he's a big Putin supporter, though. I know that. Oh, There's been lots enough. of pictures of, like, Varlamov rocking. Then yes, he has okay. a Putin then yes, he Like has when Putin Ovechkin card. took the photo on Instagram of him voting. Yeah. You ever see that? No. It's like him in a hotel suite putting his vote in, like, a suggestion box. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, a vote for Vladimir. It's a vote for power. Amazing. This started because of Mac T, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How'd Mac T doing? Yeah, he's all right. Hey, he's in Russia. Who else is going somewhere? That was a crazy tangent. Oh, yeah. That's well, a before show. we welcome move on to real life. Yeah, welcome to real life. Never stays this on the road. my rails. debut, so yeah, I guess yeah. I'm getting thrown right to the wolves here. Yeah. Before we move on from Mac T, I'm curious, do you think when Holland came to town that Mac T saw the writing on the wall and he was looking for another opportunity? Or do you think this was kind of he's run his course with the Oilers and it was time for a new something? He obviously must have known the writing was because you just don't like get a job. Well, it's Russia. Maybe you do get a job that fast, um, but like that was pretty quick. I think Mac T got out in front of the purge. Yeah. Well, because he did the same thing when he stepped down as a coach in two thousand nine or whatever it was. What? Remember, there was no Mac T didn't get fired as head coach. It was like a mutual parting of ways. Mm-hmm. So he seems to have know when to make his exit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I think he's told when to make his exit. I think yeah. I, I don't think it was a thing where he walked in and was like, ooh, Kenny Holland's here. I might be getting canned. I'm out of here. He was fired. And I've heard that from a source who would really, really know McTavish. Now, just hold like your a, fucking horses. Did the new guy have yeah, sources? Yeah, do we have a legitimate Whoa. person here? I, I don't want to say what it is, but like... Well, no, we don't, we don't need to Conversation with conversation with a former player of that era. And it was the talk two days before yet was, yeah, McT got fired. And was just given a chance to create a different narrative. Similar to his coaching stint as well, I would assume. It's like a, you know, they all, he's an oiler through and through, right? The playing days, the coaching days, the managing days. I think there is a lot of like respect for him yeah. in the organization. For sure. I always respect him for 06. Yeah. yeah he always, was a great coach. Right? So I think in both these instances, it was like a, hey, we're going to go a different direction here. How do you want this to play out? Oh, and so it's, uh, the quickest find was Russia. That was the first. Uh, okay. I wonder if now. Nicholson lined it up with Putin. Remember when they talked to the Olympics? Oh, yeah, yeah. Nicholson talked to Putin for like a minute, man. I know, I know. If I met Bob Nicholson, God willing, I never will, I would say to him, what did you talk to Vladimir Putin about for a minute at the Olympics? My Bobby Nixberger. God damn. <laughs> Your check, if you know shit about the others, I'm going to need you to talk about everything you know. What else do you know? <laughs> you know what Connor's packing in the old you-know-what-region, no? Oh, no. Oh, it's no. elite talent. Elite, yes. yeah, some <laughs> elite talent. Yeah. Generational oh, yeah. in nice. all facets. That's what I thought. And good, fast. good, good. Yeah. God bless, Connor. Fast. Nice. Fast. Who else got fucked up in the purge, Bag Milk? Yesterday, VP of Player Personnel Dwayne Sutter, who is the head of pro scouting, was also let go. So if you look at the trades the others have made over the last couple of years, that was an easy one for Ken Holland to take yeah, care of. That was low-hanging fruit. The Brandon Mannings, the Alex Petrovics, the, you know. Chris a, Weidman. Chris Weidman oh, yes, is another good one. Forget. He'll be on the Ring of Fame one day. What about uh, Zykov? Valentin Zykov. Now, or is it Valentin? That was just a poll off of waivers. That was a poll, but still. 
Also, they moved on from 16-year communication man J.J. Hebert. They want to talk about low-hanging fruit. Pour one out for J.J. Yeah. Uh, I will pour one in for J.J. (laughs) (laughs) J.J. Let's end this on the classy note, but bye. (laughs) Yeah, that's all the airtime you get. I think that that, those are all fine moves. I don't have any issue with Dwayne Sutter. I don't, never seen a head, seen, hide your hair of him at a press conference. Never even heard him do an interview. Yeah. Uh, JJ, whatever. Goodbye. I hope that the new person is 10 times nicer than you are. I, I had someone DM me. Um... No, just hold on. <laughs> People DM you stuff? Jeez, we're... We no, it, it, this was just like a here. fan Oilers Nation person. They, this is like, like the first meeting with Stalin. Like when he came, he's like the junior analyst. Yeah. And he sits down at the table. He's, he's like, not taking full control. Yeah, he's like of noting podcast. who's going to die right away. And <laughs> shit. Like, oh, right, I'm, I'm bowing down. Yeah, I bend whatever. the knee. Someone DM me and they were just like, oh, how stupid does this organization think their fans are that they're going to fall for them canning the PR guy and think that's actual change? Does he even matter? And I just... I. I never want you never want to see people like lose their jobs although it is like a results driven business and all that but like that position is a pretty high powered one in terms of like how the organization is viewed and all that like think about when that injury thing came out with Connor McDavid and they put out like the super vague tweet at like midnight like that kind of stuff does actually matter I don't think this is just like brushed under as oh they fired the PR guy I think that does signal uh certain level of change i think one of the major problems the others have is their general unlikableness in the community yeah of and course i think that jj and we're not going to diss him and it sadly got his job let go and blah blah, blah. <laughs> yeah i think that guy's been holding the Oilers brand back for a while now mm-hmm. by being a dick mm-hmm. i don't well, think he's doing it alone though i think there are other names oh yeah in no, there. no 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 but like more, he's yeah, a contact yeah, yeah. point yeah. dick corporation <laughs> Right. Well, yeah, all I know is yesterday yeah. on Inside the Nation, Dusty was his comment was hilarious. And to paraphrase, it was something like, "You don't want to bury a guy on the day that he got fired, but the weather's just got a lot more easy to deal with." Is that he said? <laughs> yeah. Oh, zing! Uh, good on it, Dusty. Good stuff. But yeah. truthfully, because he's got kids and don't wish ill on yeah. anybody. Yeah, of course. All the I best. bet you dollars to donuts he'll go work at Hockey Canada. I was just gonna say, I bet you he almost already has another job. At Hockey Canada, like starting Monday type thing. And that's why we'll never get interviews from people in the Spangler Cup. Maybe we'll go to Russia. Work for Lokomotiv. Man, we should go to Russia and interview MACT in Russia. And be like, now that you're on the other side of the Iron Curtain, what you got to say for yourself, Ivan? That would be dope. I'd love to go to Hanging with MACT in Russia? That would be an amazing show. I would watch that show. Well, I, as, a guy, as a guy who crushed beers Mac T at the uh, Heritage Classic. No, just hold nice on. Guy. There's a what photo the evidence. On? Just going to drop that and then leave. See you guys. You drank beers with Mac Him and Bucky, remember? As an Oilers onesie? Oh, yeah. Yeah, as you and Mandy's. Oh, yeah, outside. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah so good. you're drinking beers at Mac T. Your yeah. Amtrak's getting DMs from Gary Bettman. Yeah. Bag milk, you got any special fucking talents you haven't told anybody about? Uh, no, no, oh. absolutely nothing. Let's I'm a uh, horticulturalist. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Botanist. Go I'm, good. Yeah. I'm an aspiring apiary. Thanks oh, nice. To, thanks to Mr. Bag milk. Yeah, that's true. My dad is a beekeeper. I'm you still- have bees now? No, I want to have bees. Oh, aspiring, I see. Yeah. Aspiring. I, but I am waiting for my dandelion honey. Yes, my uh, the old boy. I talked to him about it, yeah. and he's going to hook you up. All right. We, he just needs a fresh I fresh batch. Love a good dandelions? Well, it's interesting because depending on where his fields are mm. or his hives, he's, he spreads them out all over kind of the region. And depending on what is planted in the field, he will have different flavors of honey. Hey, new boss, your M truck. Are you hearing about mm. this garbage they're talking about in the podcast <laughs> right now? Dandelion honey? honey? It's delicious. All sorts of natural When people start disappearing delicious. in your purge, just remember your old boy Wanya didn't want to talk about no dandelion honey. Hey, we're not honey. dicks, okay? Hey, I didn't want to show up on the dandelion honey episode. You know what? Uh, when, when, when it gets delivered here, we're going to try it. 
Oh, and you're going to enjoy it. I'd sooner eat earwax oh, than oh, dandelion Jesus. honey. How dare you? Is, uh, you? You know that is a fucking out and out lie. That I've eaten earwax? Oh, no, that you would prefer earwax over delicious honey. Well, dandelion fantastic. honey. Oh, jeez, come on. You put that in a nice little little brick coffee, even. What? Maybe in an Americano. A little spoonful of honey. You never had a dandelion latte? Oh, my God. Fantastic. This place just went full peak hipster. <laughs> Holy mackerel. So then Dave Tippett, who we remember good stories about. Yeah, yeah, heard good things. Is rumored, and according to old Bobby Mack, is the only candidate. For- I've got the tweet here, Wanya, if you'd like. I would love to hear it. Uh, just following up on this, my sense is that Dave Tippett is not only the leading candidate in Edmonton, but for the moment, the only candidate. Ooh. Now that could change quickly if Holland and Tippett aren't on the same page in terms of contract, etc. But we'll know more in the next 48 hours. So I love this. Well, I don't like the term only candidate. That scares me. Like, I, I guess I need to know the context. Well, they're narrowing it down. It follows up on a Pierre Lebrun report that his original list had 12 names on it, but not all of them were interviewed. Mm. Just hold on. What don't you know? This guy's wired in. I know. He's plugged in. Wow. Mackenzie the followed architect up. of the Matrix. That guy, with, have you seen the Matrix? Or no, too I'm new? too young. Oh, come on, man. Holy Come shit, on, man! The Matrix. Oh, it's going to be a common theme. Where's my, my swooning couch? Bag movies Where's and it moving? things that happened before I was born. What year nah. were you born? Before you were 97, born. Ninety-seven, same year as Connor. Oh, no big deal. Weird flex, but okay. Okay. Okay, we'll deal with it. Bob okay. McKenzie followed up with a second tweet that says, the reason why Friday figures prominently into the timeline is that Edmonton GM Holland is devoting next week exclusively to NHL Draft Combine in Buffalo. So if the coaching hire isn't put to bed in the next two or three days, it will be delayed until after the Draft Combine the week of June 3rd. Yeah. Don't rush this. I, if Tippett is the guy, then pick him, but... Don't pick him because right now he's the only option we have. Now, remember the story that our pal told us about Tippett? Uh, Playing for Tippett? Yeah. And how he was just, he was a player's coach. Yeah. And he took the time to do one-on-ones with everybody on the team. And prior to training camp, as everybody came in, remember he's saying he had one-on-ones with him to set the tone for the year? Great communicator. Great communicator. Uh, Defensive-minded, told not not, uh, heavy on the X's and O's. And if I recall correctly, like he'd see players in the hallway, stop, how are you doing? Remember things about your personal life, like a player's coach. Yep. Right. Which I think in this day and age is what is required. Yep. Whereas a guy like Hitch, mm-hmm. very well respected, high on the all time list, he's from a little bit more of an OG era where yeah. you would you give, bark. Yeah. Yeah, he was used to players having smokes between periods. Yeah. Yeah. Unfiltered smokes. That's of how course. old he is. What are we talking about? Hey, we need you to filter up them smokes. You're an athlete. Hell no. Yeah. Put it right into my veins. <laughs> so he, where did Tippett coach at? Dave Tippett, his last job was in Arizona. Arizona. And he was there for a while, wasn't he? Yep. Yeah. yeah, and he was in Dallas, if I remember correctly. Yeah. He played for the Whalers, I believe. Oh, yeah. Um, he had a mustache clear. back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Good duster. I'll tell you one thing. Dave Tippett with a mustache is a sight to behold. And if he doesn't grow that mustache back, I'm going to be a little bit offended. They well, could order him to grow the mustache well, we back. we should petition for it. So looking at his NHL career as a coach, he started as an assistant in Los Angeles. He moved on to be the head coach in Dallas and then in Phoenix slash Arizona until 2016-17. And he is currently involved in some capacity with Seattle, though he could be coming to Edmonton as early as Friday. Fascinating. Let's take a break. We'll be back after this real life podcast. Have you got holes to dig, earth to pack, and roads to build? Then you need to call Jabba Machinery Group. Does your equipment need a service? You can't fix stupid, but here at Jabba Machinery Group, we can fix everything else. With a full range of parts to keep your equipment running smoothly, Jabba Machinery Group is a family operated and Alberta grown business. 
here to help build a bigger and better Western Canada. Give us a call or visit us at JappaMachinery.com. Japa Machinery Group. Join the family. Shout out to our friends at Japa. Yeah. Marin, we know you're listening. We know you want us to talk about you. More so than lovely Noopsie Brown's ad. Oh, Marin said we like we gotta talk about Japa stuff? We need to talk about Japa stuff, Wanya, because she knows how we know machinery. Right. But what I want to talk about is we talk about culture a lot on this podcast. I'm looking at the Japa website right now, and do you know that they have very specifically listed what they are as a business? And I find that interesting. And they're sharing that with the public? And they share it with the public. The reason I find that interesting is because when Bob Nicholson was asked about what the Oilers are all about, he kind of fumfered through it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Yet our mm -hmm. friends at Japa will talk about that they are a family-owned business that is about hard work and integrity, taking pride in ownership, treating clients and employees with honesty and respect, and a willingness to take on challenges and investigate new ideas. Very specific. And I like it. I went to Japa the other day, and my boy Russ Bray, who's a sales guy there. Oh, great. Love Russ. Stonecutter. Men's stone League. Stonecutter, yeah. Stone, well, men's League champion. Good man. Down to his bones. Yep. Working at Japa. He was in the yard. He'd sold a piece of equipment. One of the J14 defibrillators or whatever the hell it is. It's a Giant fine machine. tires. The whole thing. And there he was on a Sunday cleaning it, getting it ready to ship on Monday morning. That's the kind of people Japa are. They're Sunday afternooners. If you're not going to willing to work on Sunday afternoon, well... You're not going to be in the game like Jappa. Exactly. That's if, all I know. If, Oilers share, if the Oilers shared the same culture as Jappa, we'd yeah. be in a completely different place right now. How's Russ Bray in the room? Oh, God. The best. Talk about it. Why? How? Russ is just a really nice guy. Like, that's the thing. And in the room, Russ is very, like, he he, he, he takes care of the water. He's, he's particular about his water bottles. But he's, he takes care of the water bottles. He take, takes them home, washes them. So we have fresh new water bottles every game. And then, like I said, just a good guy. And then when he gets on the ice... Fierce competitor. Interesting. And I that, guarantee he knows about the CV-123 as well. And, and, he know, and he works just as hard as the CV-123. And the CP-44. You can learn a lot, though, about somebody in the room or playing sport versus how they are in the business world. Well, too, you can right? tell because the guy goes the extra mile on the ice. Yeah. Like, he does not give up. Uh, and he's always putting the effort. He really wants it. And, like, yeah, he brings that hard work to everything he does. I would actually go so far as to say I don't trust somebody who's never played some kind of organized sport or some kind of activity with a group. Yeah. It definitely helps. I, I definitely hold that in high regard. So you wouldn't trust Michael Chang, former tennis great, who for sure only played tennis? Yes. Wow. That's exactly what I'm saying. I would wow. not uh, support Michael Chang. Chang. Do you remember Michael yeah. Chang? I will respect Michael Chang because uh-huh. he tried to sneak the underhand serve in, in a U.S. Open match. Oh, man. You guys know your tell us trust stuff. Michael or Chang as tennis. far as I can throw him. You said tell us? I did. <laughs> I was hey, thinking man. about a new phone today. Tell us ain't paying. We ain't saying. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Wanya, you had something very near and dear to your heart come up today. Oh, boy. Did I? Are we, are we transitioning? I think we should. James. This is big. This is real big. Do you remember when I was like 18 how annoying I was about Natalie Portman? Uh, and, and still to this day. Oh, you don't hear about her much. Yeah, that's true. You it's, don't hear about her much. It's a little bit quieter, but it's still there. It, oh, the feelings never leave your heart. Exactly. So for context, how creepy was I over Natalie Portman back in the day? Oh, uh, oof, almost borderline illegally? I was telling Bag Milk on my 19th birthday, my then girlfriend gave me a keychain with Natalie Portman in it, remember? Yeah. She made it for me. Yeah. To get in my heart, she gave me something for Natalie Portman. Yes. I respect it. I wonder where she is now. Probably dead. <laughs> Here's the headline on D-Listed today, my favorite celebrity website. Natalie Portman says Moby lied about dating her, and he was actually an older man creeping on a teenager. 
So one of the reasons I fell out of love with Natalie Portman was I genuinely believed Moby dated her because yes. they have that song Porcelain where he talks about dating her and how she broke his heart. Yes. And I was like, gross. I assume if I were to follow through on my love with Natalie Portman, we too would marry one day. And I couldn't handle having Moby's ghost in my bedroom. Yeah. It's not true. He wow. says they dated. She says they did not date. And then threw shade at him saying basically he was a creepy old man because she was 18 and he was 33. To quote Natalie Portman, in fact, and Shade is almost a little bit light. Ah, my girl. I was surprised to hear that he characterized a very short time that we knew him, that I knew him as dating because my recollection is a much older man being creepy with me when I had just graduated high school. He said I was 20. I definitely was not. I was a teenager. I had just turned 18. There was no fact checking from him or his publisher, and it almost feels deliberate. That he used this story to sell his book is very disturbing to me when it wasn't the case. There are many factual errors and inventions. I would have liked him or his publisher to reach out and fact check. Why now, Queen Amidala? Did she just did he, <laughs> did he just come up with a book? Why now, Queen Amidala? Like, did he just come up with a book? Yeah. Oh, okay. But like, but the he talked about dating her like. 15 years ago. Like, yeah. Why not ousted then? Or is it because she was young and like scared? Well, it's because it's his book now. And this is his salacious news he can drop uh, that will get delisted to pick up the fact he has a book. Well, first of all, I was, I'd be surprised. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I'd be surprised that anybody would care about a Moby tell-all book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Fuck. Moby, you suck. Remember like, when Eminem destroyed him in the Without Me video? Yeah. That was the best. Body bag. I was like, me, Natalie Portman, and Eminem, you're done, Moby. You got too many enemies. Yeah, I don't know why anybody cares about 53-year-old Moby putting out a book. A while ago, when Natalie went to Harvard, I did some sleuthing online bag milk and found out her um, student residence phone number. I was like 17. And <laughs> how you, how would you I told you, borderline illegal. Oh, yeah, wow. borderline, borderline. <laughs> and you weren't 33 like Moby. Exactly. I was a young man. I myself was a minor. It's just creepy, not illegal at that point. This was almost like Zuck it's getting endearing. in all the, uh, making that face smash website. That's the one. Well, yeah. I knew her real last name. So that's where you started. And oh, this was like, which her, is, well, I'll never say not never as beautiful as her face. <laughs> that's your other beef with her. Yeah. Though, is she dang Moby? It. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, it was, it was Moby and her last name is yeah. Horschlag. Horschlag. Yeah. Really? Yeah. No, well, there's nothing wrong with that, but just own it. But it, or, a lot, a lot of actors and actresses change your name. Of course. There's people Charlie Sheen is Charlie Estevez. Well, I know. And that's weird. There's no need. There's no need. Um, so yeah, I logged into very early internet at Harvard and like there was an unmarked student directory if you just fished around and then I typed it in. There was a, this is back when you had a phone in your residence and I wrote it down and I carried it around in my pocket for like two weeks in grade 12 when I was at school and I was like, I hate it here. I'd look at Natalie Portman slash Horselag's phone number and be like, I'm nine digits away from a new life. You losers. And I put it back in my pocket and I never called. That's the point bag milk. I never committed the crime. I just had thought crime. And unless it's bloody minority report days, that ain't illegal. You know who makes the call? Moby. Moby. Calls. He would make the call. And then 18 years later, be destroyed by and then Natalie Portman married the late, the guy from uh, black Swan, the choreographer. And then they moved to France. She got her star Wars money. She doesn't have to play by our rules anymore. That's true. She's on another planet. She is on another planet. Tatooine. <laughs> well, so anyways, that's my good news. <laughs> Natalie Portman and Moby was never a thing. Great news. Great news. I just needed to undo her two kids, rewind the clock 15 years, come through Edmonton, and then I'll shoot my shot. Well, I'm going to talk about something I'm pumped about, bringing it back to the Oilers, is Germany's, Leon's led German team in the World Championships. 
He's rolling. Is, is, is what well, he is. He is. He is, he is rolling. He is rolling. But like, is Germany actually now a legit hockey nation? Tyler. Well, I I think yes, now <laughs> I think now that how how should I word this? They're doing really well at the events that maybe aren't as star studded as the Olympics, right? Mm-hmm. Or as when the Olympics in 2014, 2006, like this last Olympics, they were the great story, right? They mm-hmm. they wouldn't have given up a shorthanded goal to Russia late. They would have won the gold medal at that tournament. And this year, yeah, we're seeing Leon really kind of put that team on his back. Um, I have a tough time saying this is like, oh, Leon is cranking it up to another level because I don't think they're, I mean, how much more could he really crank it up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, but it is, it's always fun to see the Oilers head over there and dominate. I mean, you'd rather have them still dominating in the NHL in May and June, but. 1,000%. And I, I would argue like the World Championships is a level above the Olympics as uh, the past Olympics yeah. because it's got NHLers yeah. in it. So it's good to see him carry the team because they are playing high-quality competition. Yeah, they are. And yeah, I didn't want to knock on the tournament at all. Um, But I think to answer your original question, we are kind of seeing Germany take a step forward as a nation. It'll be interesting to see, like, kind of like the NBA in Canada, right? Like Vince Carter came and there was that initial kind of ripple that was a little before my time. But now, like (laughs) 15 years after the fact, you're starting to see the Jamal Murray's Andrew Wiggins types. So I wonder if this rush here from Leon and all this international success will even I know hockey is obviously very popular there but we'll like crank it up another notch and in like 10 15 years we're going to see this like crazy crop of like really talented German hockey players coming through. Well they've got the population, right? So mm-hmm. they just get the po- the sport more popular, which I think Leon's is going to help in yeah. spades. If the German people get their shit together and get behind something, man, you'd be shocked. I know <laughs> how far they can they can make some noise. Your abject eyes are bugging out. <laughs> yeah, I edit out everything after that 3 minute mark. I'm just kidding. You can leave it. Okay. Well, the thing about Leon, too, is it's been fun in this tournament. Some of the goals he scored are just ridiculous. Unreal. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like he's playing with children. Just ridiculous. And also, to help the popularity of German hockey, he's also very handsome. Mm-hmm. That helps. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's on billboards everywhere. I remember when I was in the Philippines and it was kind of like uh, Pacquiao's everywhere. I assume it's the same for Leon. And I became be. a ballet dancer because of Natalie Portman and Black Swan. Of course. I looked up to her then. I look up to her now. <laughs> I think you're right, Jack, in the sense that like it, it's like American soccer. American soccer's coming on great guns yeah. now because kids are like, it's cool to play soccer. Yeah, David Beckham well. was in L.A. towards the end of his career. And yeah. like you mock those moves, but making something cool becomes aspirational. When mm-hmm. it becomes aspirational, people go for it. And the barrier to entry for soccer is nil. Yeah. And you don't get conkeys like, fo- like football, football. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. You'll, you'll, it, it takes time. It takes like a generation. Yeah. But it, 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 will, it does have an effect. Well, look at the American hockey program. As recently yeah. as 10 years ago, it sucked shit. And yeah. now I feel like it, they're basically n- number two. Well, just, yeah, this crop coming up here for the NHL draft, in the top 10 of most guys' lists, there's like four guys from that it U.S. Like National Development Program. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly, though, like, Greg, you got Hughes, obviously, at the top, and then Alex Turcott, Trevor Zegris, Cole Caulfield. Like, all those guys are going to go top 10 in the NHL draft. 40% of the top 10 could be from... Not just American-born players, but guys they're developing in that program with the U.S. National Development Team. Now, talking draft and merging it with World Championships, are we Kako or are we are we Hughes? Because Kako is lighting it up. I'm Hughes still. 
Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I'm always like hesitant to like really talk about draft stuff because I don't watch these kids all throughout the year, but I try to read the guys who do watch these guys throughout the year. And a lot of them are still giving the edge to Hughes. It's just, you know, his vision and stuff like that, even though he's a little bit smaller and maybe that's why he couldn't dominate at the Worlds this year the way Kako did. Um, I, I'm hearing it still should be Hughes. He has that future number one franchise center mold to him. Oh, he is a center. Kako's a winger. Yeah, and Kako just might have that high-end winger type of future potential. God, I want Kako so bad. I know well, if the Oilers up. would have lost to uh, the Flames. Nah. Can't live like that, though. You can't. Well, there's another game of the season we should have lost. We won't blame it on that one. Gotta always beat the Flames. Sure. Of course. And the thing we really missed out on, missed out on is Capo Kako is just fun to say. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Like, I would have a Kako jersey immediately. Of five course. seconds after he's drafted. It's too bad, too, because it would have been another layer of, like, Dusty from TSN, Oilers Nation, loves Finns, so he would have had to pick allegiance between Pugliarvi and Capo Kako, which would have been really fun to watch. We would have had to deal with the annoying storylines of, like, ooh, well, yes, he, Pugliarvi and Capo Kako create, like, the Finnish connection, right? Like, every free agent that's out there that's a Finn, Oilers fans love being, like, they should bring him in as a mentor to Puglia Yarvi. Yeah. That's a good hot take. Yeah. It is, oh, right. is kind of tiring, are, right? No, 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 but you're right. They're always like, they must be best friends. Remember yeah. when Yager wanted to come back for Hemsky? Yeah. And they were like, no, Yager, you're too old. And they played for 12 more years after that. It was solely based on the fact he was Czech. Yeah, like guys are from the same country and all Oilers fans, a yeah. lot of hockey fans in general, are just like, whoa, they must be like best they freaking friends. Be, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, Brizgalov totally can mentor Yakupov. Remember that? Right? Remember that though? Like, like just because oh, guys are from the same country oh, or well, speak the, the same the, language doesn't mean they're going to be friends. I'll tell you one thing: those two are. They're from the same planet. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. maybe Yak became Briz too. Who knows? Fuck. Oh, uh, good stuff. Interesting take, your Chuck. I like how you're doing your business. You're a great addition to this show. How are we doing in commercials? Speaking of making money and being weird. <laughs> You got the first the timing down on the first one, right? Yeah. Oh, we got how are we doing right now? How many fingers in the air? Five minutes. Oh no. I got a lot of shit I want to talk about five minutes. Good. How about the fact Oh wait, hold on, let me rephrase that. Okay. Who do you want to see come into the Oilers organization? As a player so or as a, in, in the executive side. So they're letting guys go. They're letting guys go. Is there anybody in the National Hockey League? That, like, Mac T's gone, who's going to replace him? Is there anybody that you think, if I was going to be retooling this organization, this is a guy I'd want around? I want Hitch around. I'll start. Ooh, no. I think as, like, a vice president or as somebody in the higher echelon, I think that he's not equipped necessarily for day-to-day conversation with mm-hmm. players anymore. But I'm not necessarily sure what a lot of these VP of development bullshit guys do anyways. But I think as like a guy who has a history of winning and has high expectations, Hitchcock would be a good guy to have be around. I think, okay, okay. Now that I've got the full context, that you've got my irrational You're response in? there. Uh, plus he's under contract for two more years. Yeah. Well, yeah he's well, we love just paying people to do nothing anyways. Uh, I think in a kind of like consultancy role, I want him to have no contact with the players. Like not even visibly seen. But I do not disagree that he is a very talented mind. Uh, that you know, can't we? Can't, there is some benefit to us, but just put him in the right place, insulate him. Here's a place where I would use Hitch. Let's say um, Ken Holland comes in. And he's like, in five years, I'm 67 years old. I'm done. I'm going to bring in my predecessor, like Lemarillo did with uh, Young Tits out there in Toronto. 
Kyle Dubas. That's the one. Thank and you. I'm going tra- to <laughs> I'm going to train this guy for the next 5 years. Having Hitch mentor that guy in addition to having Ken Holland around, uh, I think is like a I, good place for him. As a coach? No, no, it's just a mentor, right? Uh, yeah. Like how uh, Brizgalov was with Yakima. Maybe well, but 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 Hitch doesn't have any like GM like, no, no, but he's a scout. He knows talent. He can evaluate players. He's seen yeah. a lot in his time. And he's seen the NHL at different phases as well, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I wish, I, I wish, uh, and I can't think of a role of what it would be, but like Hitch was a master with the media. Some kind of like public yeah. relations type something, something. I'm not saying he's JJ or anything like that, but like something where he's front facing and dealing with the media and talking to the people. Because, man, how many times were we watching a post game interview with Hitchcock or something, and he just has people eating out of the yep. palm oh, yeah. of his hand? Hey, me, I was I had the biggest spoon. I'm... Put him on a regular, put him regularly on the Oilers broadcasts. Have Hitch go do hot stoves and stuff for the OEG charity organization. That's right? such a good idea. He did an interview yeah. with Bob McCowan um, the day Holland was hired, and it was kind of announced that Hitch was definitely not coming back as a coach. He did an interview with McCowan, and he was asked like, "Oh, how stressful has this been not knowing about your job?" And he kind of said, like, not stressful at all. I just want what's best for the team. And he was very, like, yeah. I want what's best for the team. I knew that after this year, I probably was not going to be the head coach anymore. But that doesn't mean I'm going to leave town. Like, I'm so committed this is the kind to of guy helping you want them around. win. Yeah. And he even talked about how, like, they asked him, like, oh, what are, what are you going to tell Ken Holland about Edmonton? He's like, oh, I'm going to tell him that, like, people are going to say bad things. It's not as bad as you think it is. And he kind of opened up about how he didn't go out in the public very much when he was coaching here because he was worried about what people on the street would like yell and say to him. And he's like, that's on me. That's a knock on me, not on the city. Like they're just passionate people. Like all that, like he spoke so highly of everything and he was doing Toronto radio. So really like if he wanted to go on there and be like, oh yeah, like it was bad last year. And yeah, this organization's a long time away, but no, he was on there and he pumped up Nuge, Dreisaitl, Nurse, McDavid. Those are the four he named. It was like, those guys, I can see it in their eyes. They want to be leaders and like, they want to help see this thing through. So I was kind of more of the mindset that he's old, get him out of here. His time has passed. But then when I heard that interview, I changed my tune because I think he does have like a really good hockey head on his shoulders. You need to have an Avengers type desk. Everyone's sitting around talking about shit. And right now, it's all the old boys club exclusively. Yeah, oh yeah. And if you're going to start flicking guys, you got to have at minimum seat holders for the award show. I would agree he deserves a seat at the table. I just like, because when you hear like he's lost the room with the players because he's his style. Yeah. That's fine. Sure. But yeah, like, yeah, keep him. Uh, yeah, sure. Like, I don't, I don't disagree uh, with his talents. And yeah, he definitely he's, he is a bit of a wordsmith, isn't he? Because he can... You can steer, steer the narrative to where we want it to be. I found some of those tasty quotes that Tyler was talking about from that interview, uh, specifically about what comes next now that you know now that he knows he's not the coach. It says, when they made the decision that they're going to change both the general manager and the coach, I fully understood. But I want to work. I want to help. I want to work. And I want to do whatever I can to continue to help this team. I think I've got a lot to offer, especially on the player evaluation and pro player evaluation and with free agents and other things like that. I know the league as well as anybody or any coach, and I want to help put this thing back on track and help Ken Holland make that happen. I'm a pretty hopeful guy, but I see this as a quicker turnaround than a lot of people think. I think this is more doable than anything, because if you don't have the top end guys, you're searching and hunting, and you could be years away from finding those type of players. You get into bidding wars on guys who are free agents just to try and find them. Well, we already have them in place. We have them already. Again, hey man, that's Jay, like, you're a businessman, right? That is so right. <laughs> you're a businessman, right? I, I alleged to be, yeah. 
people who are very helpful to your mission are generally people who talk like that. Yep. Divas, people who are difficult to deal with in the beginning, people who make a bunch of demands, people who aren't that forthright with being like, I'm here to fucking help. People who say things like, you know, there's a lot less positive stuff he could be spitting than that. Oh. If I'm Cates and I'm retooling my organization and the th- second or third winningest coach of all time third is under contract for two more years and talking like that about my program mm-hmm. and then I've got fucking Bobby Nick who can't even iterate what anything means, I'd keep Hitch. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If there's any kind of front-facing job that somehow Hitchcock can be involved in, like just those quotes. That's I'd how, to, that's how Nicholson should be day. talking. Yes. Let's take a break. Real life podcast. Back after this. Well, we don't take a break because now I'm going to talk to you about our friends at Indochino. I'll allow it. Go ahead. Upstairs, Jay, is a suit box. Ah, yes. I just saw a video of yourself and young Christopher. Gross. Going into Indochino, getting measured up, getting your suits. Chris got the kangaroo inside looking super flossy. Flying. They're ready already? Yeah, mine's going to be on my front porch. I got a text this morning saying it's going to be there when I get home. That's fast. How long ago was that suit made? Two weeks ago. Really? Yeah. Tyler? I need a new suit. Oh, oh you missed it. Chris got it. Well, I, I could still go to Indochino. <laughs> Be sure. Are they out of stock? Did Chris <laughs> well, take all of it? Insist. Like with actual money? Well, maybe I, he, he used all the material in the groin area, I believe. Or it was, or was, it was I that got heavily measured. Uh, you did get heavily measured on the inseam in well, the video. I did insist. Because I laughed I do, when I saw the video. I've got... Uh, I was cupping. I've got... Yeah, oh, yeah. It gets it gets real. Oh, yeah. I could have filed a complaint, but I knew it was part of the process. No, just kidding. Because so you, I also heard, asked for some added... Butt protection. A reinforced butt because, you know, a guy likes to throw down at a wedding. And you need to know that your suit is willing to throw down with you. So what you needed was a fine quality garment that's going to hold up when the flavor or the feeling to dance arises. Tyler, you said you need a suit. And what yeah, you need to do is you need to head over to Indochino.com. Okay. You need to choose a style. <laughs> I'll do that. You need to customize your suit with whatever you need. You need to get measured either in store or they provide tools to do it online. Let's talk. To I Indochino. recommend, I recommend going in store because it's a very boss experience. Let's talk to Indochino. Let's hook up your M check. We got bamboozled by Chris in his sexy ways. Oh yes. He's yeah. here. He got suited. He's going to look fly. And he's going to bounce. We, we got to talk to you. Get your in check. A suit. Fly guy. Choose your you, style. You have to wear it every day, though. Forget That's right. Suit. Anytime we do video content, every we have to day you got to wear a suit. You're going to be that guy. Or I just suit think it would guy. look good to just walk around in a suit no matter where you're going. Yeah. Tell absolutely. people you're a funeral home director. Or yeah. just a very important businessman with very important business things to do. Carry around a briefcase. I wouldn't even tell people. If they tried to get my attention, I would just give them like the one finger up and pretend I'm on my phone. Oh, That's huge. how important I am. I yeah. can't even talk to you on the street in my Indochino suit. Then you can wear it to Oilers games and people ask who you are. Tell me you're Lance Pitlick. They'll be so thrown. Tyler. Won't... Lance Pitlick was the former senator, wasn't he? Oh, Tyler Pitlick was the former Oiler. I was going, well. Never mind. Well, Lance, Tyler. Been, whoa, there's been two Pitlicks that have played in the NHL? Yeah. Oh, wow. Lance and Tyler, right? Yeah, because... Uh, I just uh, blurted out a name that popped <laughs> into my head. I'm pretty sure Kevin Quinn used to call Tyler Pitlick, Lance Pitlick, yeah. accidentally He was a senator. Because I remember him from like NHL 95. He was terrible. He was NHL 95? Yeah. EA Sports? Yeah. Hell. EA Sports. Yes. It's in the game, well, I've heard. Yeah. Speaking of in the game, Indochino's in the suit game. Deece. Head on over to Indochino.com, get yourself measured up, choose your suit, get measured up, and within two to three weeks, you are going to pull a fresh 
wrinkle-free suit right out of the box. As Jay mentioned earlier, he's going to have that tasty suit sitting on his porch today. I assume you're going to do a little modeling when you get home. Try that baby on. Oh, it's being worn. There's going to be some, yeah, there's going to be some catwalk. Lance Pitlick played for the Senators and the Panthers. Go to Indochino. (laughs) Indochino.com. Get yourself a suit. Get ready for wedding season. Get ready for your business meeting. Get ready to ignore people on the street like Tyler. Exactly. Always be on your phone. Tyler Pitlick is his nephew. Go to Indochino. (laughs) We should do a Pitlick roundtable on the show. Oh. Get both Pitlicks in here. And then make them fight. I'd like to see that. Or kiss. Or or, or we could do, the four of us, some Pitlick trivia. If you're going to ask me, did Lance go to Robbinsdale Cooper High? I'm going to say, yeah, he did. We should get Coombe to do a Pitlick trivia against us. And we have to come prepared. And not tell him if it's Lance or Tyler. Yeah, just one of the Pitlicks. Well, that'll be one of the fast rounds. It'll be Lance or Tyler. You're going to buzz in. Lance, Tyler. Coombe's hard to trick. Well, no, he's gonna he's gonna be the quiz master. Oh, I see. oh, we're just trying to trick us. I thought we were all gonna come up with Pitlick trivia. No, 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 hit him no, with no, it. No, no, no. Oh, we, we, we 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 gotta go study deep, deep dive yeah, in the Pitlick yeah, family. Deep, deep, deep dive, deep dive. How many goals do you have in the eighty nine ninety season for the University of Minnesota? If you answered t- three, you're correct. Man, I was gonna shoot high on that one. Yeah, no, I was. Too. I, was I thought 13. you were tricking me. Third, yeah, I had seventeen, but then I forgot Lance's defenseman. The WCHA oh. is not is a high scoring league. Eighty eight nine ninety. It was a defensive battle. Well, Tyler Pitlick got eight goals with the Dallas Stars this year. 95-96, this motherfucker playing for the Senators. One goal, six assists. That's when I got him on EA Sports. I used to play as the Senators because I was so good as a tot that I had to play as the Senators to have any hope of being challenged. And Pitlick was my horse, but he was garbage. It's like me when I played Monopoly on my iPad. I set it to the setting to very difficult. Wow. Still pull out the odd one. And I just, oh, gee, I just, I can just read these AI's minds. I remember when we played iPad Monopoly going over the English Channel. Yes. And I regret it now because that was a very important thing to do in your life is to go across the English Channel. My only memories are playing iPad Monopoly on the ship. Oh, it was really wavy though, so you couldn't even really enjoy but it. But think about like the troops landing at Normandy, right? Oh, and well, it's like even wavier. And I looked, were... well, once we got close to the beaches, that's where I really kind of zoned in and like channeled my like... Just World War One VN2 vibes. Yeah. Not me. I was like, I got to get Ventnor Place or whatever the hell it is. Or I'm never going to have my hotel. God damn it. You ever find yourself doing that bag milk? You're like somewhere that you really should be paying attention. And your memory is like playing Toy Blast on your phone. I was literally thinking right now of when I used to play Monopoly on my PlayStation. Yeah. I'm not very good. No? I make some bad deals. Oh, well. Well, I won't be playing with Jay. He will bamboozle me. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And in real life, Monopoly, he like tries to get off the board deals going with you, and I always fall for them. He's like, "Look, if you sell me that property, I swear five times I'll land in your shit. You don't have to pay, me. or you land in my stuff. You don't have to pay me." I'm like, "Okay, roll land. Yeah, you got to pay me. You can't do side deals. Like, oh, but crazy. you offered it to me. Crazy, crazy. Computers takes all that out of play. It happens. Yeah, it's more than a board game. How many goals did Lance Pitlick have in 001 for the Florida Panthers in the 68 games he played? Three, one." One. Ah, well, I knew. I'm ready. Yeah. 68 games, though. That's Pitlick trivia. Yeah. New feature. Right here. Real Life Podcast. Big stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ooh, his wife Lisa was an athlete. <laughs> now we're reaching. What do you got? What do you got? I'll Wyatt? tell you what I got. These motherfucking bones over here, which I'll put up on our Instagram account, um, at Nation Real Life. Yes. Yes. We have bones. Your check walks in today. There's bones waiting on the table for him. Where just, I usually have all the podcast gear. There's just 
bones. A box of bones. He wanders upstairs. He's like, so I'm getting ready to set up the podcast, and there's a box of bones on the table? <laughs> so... Yesterday, we get a text. We've got the new building going. This counts as a building update. Chalmers, were he here, he would be thrilled to his socks. I've got an update on Chalmers, too, but we'll talk about that after the building update. Well, tell me first. What's Chalmers doing? Oh, we, we've got news. We've got, we've got if, some, if we've got some news dirt, that I and I, I want to hope somehow in the, in the vast 12-person audience of the yeah. Nation Real Life podcast that this can get back to his wife. Yes, <gasps> this is shenanigans. I know what he did. Chalmers, is it Red Bull related? Chal- Chalmers had two Red Bulls. Two, two. When? Last week? Or Last week. week. Here? Nope, no, not no. here. He okay. was just—he was in need of a of a of a boost, mm-hmm. and he had two Red Bulls, and then hid the evidence from his wife. He drank two, two, two Red Bulls. And my favorite part it's was greedy. that he got home with the can in his truck, and he said, "Oh shit!" Yeah. He turned around and went to a Husky or whatever. Ditched the can at the gas station, then made his way back home so that Mrs. Chalmers would not know about it. That's so severe his addiction was, and how severe his pact to his wife was that he would never drink them again. She does I not know. feel bad. We shouldn't throw him under the bus. No, no. He brought it up. We, we brought it up. And he so, said we can talk about it on the show, though? Well, he, he didn't say that we couldn't. Well, so, bro code, though. No, no. This is. This I've been tra- covering for Christopher Keith Chalmers since we were 18. No, no, no. I told him I was going to rat him out. Oh yeah, we, I, I just did not listen what his response was. Yeah, full disclosure. <laughs> Please and, don't tell me my marriage. And, and so the, the challenge is, I want this to get back to at Aaron Chalmers on social media. Okay, so she's the anchor lady on Global, Global, or maybe file in you know call into the a news show. brief. Oh yeah, do a news brief. Insta, Twitter, hit her up. Yeah, Snitch hit her on Chalmers. Up. It takes a Chalmers. village to break an addiction. Chalmers is sneaking around with Red Bulls again. Motherfucker, he's sneaking Red Bulls. To me, this is important, not the snitching part. We're caring about Chalmers' health. We're trying to help him. Yeah. He said he was getting off the Red Bull train. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we need to help him stay off. It's like the one time I had a buddy who, uh, you, you know, you can like, be, be you can ban yourself from a casino. Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So I had a buddy who banned himself, like put himself on the list. Because uh, he, he had a bit of a problem. And uh, then tried to talk his way in. And then, no, no. And then like, whatever, like two months later. I go to the, I see him at the casino. I'm like, hey man, how you doing? Just kind of like, I'm like, hey, I'm just gonna take a piss, and then I ratted him out, so they had to remove him from the casino. <laughs> Good job. Just because I'm like, I did. <laughs> well, because like if he he went as so far as to take the step to yeah. do that, so yeah. I wanted to be supportive. And then he, I got a text like an hour later, be like, ah, oh, you fucker. <laughs> do you have anything on your banned list? I banned myself from drinking Kraken. Oh, the rum. Mm, the rum. Last time I had a big night on the Kraken, fell in the tub, kind of thing. It was a it was and a it was, whole it deal. It was a black mess. It was a it was a mess. Yeah, it was a real mess. So uh, Kraken is on the no fly zone. Uh, Jägermeister for me, really. Yeah, it's I don't know what it is. It is some kind of chemical reaction or something. I get the worst. It doesn't matter if I have a shot, like one vodka Red Bull, or <laughs> I doesn't even have Jäger, uh, Jäger Red Bull, whatever the hell. Uh, the next Jäger bomb. A Jaeger bomb. The next day, I I may as well have drank five thousand drink. It's the worst hangover. 
I'm too young. I don't have anything. I don't have any regrets. Doing it again. I haven't made mistakes. You're going to fucking die wow. young if you keep talking like that, too. I'll tell you what. Gonna... Why do the good die so young? Because he talked some shit on real life and got snuffed out. Why was on your no-fly zone? Well, just Jaeger bombs. I remember one time walking into the Pines. I don't even remember what was going on, but they had a table keg Jaeger bomb going, which is illegal. And so this was happened 12 years ago. And if you're <laughs> listening from the ALGC, there are much worse bars to go after. But... Walking in and being like, why is there a table cake Jaeger bomb? And Rick being like, it's my buddy's uncle's dentist's birthday. Hit it as much as you want. And I literally stood there for a while. Oh. I think it was a Sambo. Oh. And just smashed Jaeger bombs. I never drank them in any volume like yeah, that. Yeah, it's not good. It is not good. But there's people I know that like will just crush it and they're fine. Like I just I can't even have an ounce of it and I'm fucking dying the next day. I don't drink rye. Why? Because I got squirrely on it twice hmm. and my younger sister who has been known to throw the odd life intervention my way when I'm getting too far <laughs> off the rails it was after I think it was game three of the 06 cup run when the Oilers were playing the Sharks and we went down 2-1 and I got my sister in a headlock and gave her a noogie and like that don't play I'm scared of my sister and I would never lay a finger on her in a fighting way because she'd rip my head off but I came up in the morning and her boyfriend now husband was like Hey man, do you remember what happened last night? And I like vaguely recalled. I'm like, yeah, it was good times, right? No big deal. <laughs> He's like, yeah, no, you got your sister in a headlock. I'm like, ah, oh, that sounds not so bad. Pretty funny. He's like, it wasn't funny. And then I went into the other room. My sister was eating cereal. She didn't say a word to me. And I casually pulled up with a bowl of cereal too. And she just said, you're never drinking rye again. Yes, ma'am. And I haven't touched it since. <laughs> I feel the same thing about rye slash whiskey in general. I should you gave your sister a headlock in the 06 cup. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. It's common. Uh, yep. It's more common than you'd think. Yeah. It was a, it was an epidemic. It shit happens all the time. Angry's up the blood. Since I stopped drinking it, then we turned around and won that series. If you're See? worried and wondering rather, and then I know everything until Game Seven of the Stanley Cup Finals. I was busy that day. I didn't watch any of it. I assume we won the cup. Of course. Yeah. As far as I know, it didn't even play. Oh, I thought you were like, we won five cups. Yeah. Yes, we did. Well, that's also true. (laughs) Yeah. No, five minutes. Yeah. Back to these bones. Oh, yeah. We have jumped all over the place. Buddy, do you clearly listen to the show? This is how we did it. I know, but it's a whole other trip. But you're bringing a lot to the table. You know a lot. If you had a podcast, I would listen. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yes. He's probably pucks and deep. So these bones, see? So we're doing the construction site down the street. And we get a text yesterday from our partner and it says, we found bones. And then in caps locks, but they are not human. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So there's a photo of bones in dirt. We'll put it on the Instagram at nation real life. There is a text message saying we found bones are not human. And then there's Jay like 20 minutes later sliding into the convo going, so we can just sweep this whole thing under the rug then? I come in the convo. Like, what are we even talking about? We found bones. Can we make them go away? What kind of business is this? It well, like, because I'm, I'm assuming, because I'm like, those aren't dinosaur bones. Now they're not human bones. Can we just like, because like, because they have to stop everything. Yeah, no, I know. And every day is expensive. I respect though <laughs> that your first thought when you see bones is how do we get rid of the bones? That's good. Well, because because of the, the room. because of the text message and because it was used in all caps, I felt comfortable in being like, "Yeah, let's just get this. How do we get this going?" So our concern is that we're gonna because we're digging in Riverdale, which is the bottom of the river valley. We're digging deeper than pretty much anyone in Edmonton would ever dig on a construction site because if it's up in downtown, you have to be digging like a fifty floor parquet to get this low. And who knows what you're gonna find? There'd never been a basement yeah. on this land before. You could find Stonehenge. We have no idea. 
So fortunately, we had a guy come out from the Royal Alberta Museum, mm-hmm. and he came out, and we walked down into the pit, and we walked right down to the bottom of the elevator shaft. It was cool. And there are these bones, mm-hmm. and they're bison bones. Yep. So what this guy said was that back in the day, Riverdale was like a bison crossing. And so they would come down from like Jasper Ave zone, oh. walk down into Riverdale, cross over by the accidental beach, because it was a low point, yeah. and go into by the pyramids oh. in Cloverdale. I thought it could also be a, a, a buffalo jump. I just and that's just yeah yeah just because it's higher and we're lower but like yeah so the, this motherfucking buffalo five to eight thousand years ago fell in a mud hole and yeah. that's what they figure happened how do they know it's five to eight thousand years ago because there's a air uh, sorry a layer of se- uh, ash sedentary ash that if you're looking at like the side of like a hill and you can see all the different layers of dirt yeah. and that's how they track time yeah. apparently like four to five thousand years ago in Edmonton there's a very defined layer of ash okay and so it's just below that. So he wow. puts it somewhere so between. So those are that old. Yeah. Five and 8,000. Then he goes on to tell me that it's a huge good luck charm. Yes. Because the bison and the buffalo for First Nations peoples, those were like providers. They didn't waste any part of the buffalo. Mm-hmm. So they would make pelts into clothes. Everything was edible. They used its hip bone as a compass. I don't know. But they could make something out of every single part of it. So to have a buffalo on our land is like a huge good luck charm. All right. We so, should get this guy on. He didn't want to, actually. Oh. Funnily enough, because we're going to go to the Royal Alberta Museum for a tour. He's giving us a special tour. These S- bones are paying off. Secret archives yes. with River Valley News. So you know this is exciting. He's got yes. River Valley stuff that isn't available to the public. But they claim these bones are theirs. So I've already said that the pint one time made a table keg Jaeger bomb. That's a big enough mistake for one podcast. However, I'm also telling you, I'm not giving these bones back, man. No, we... we- <laughs> Any bone you find is immediately. We the have a museum upstairs. <laughs> Inside joke. Sure but do. It's true. That's right. <laughs> People paid money to see this shit. So if you get a bones or you get any of this shit, it's immediately the property of the government. I think that's bullshit. I pay my taxes. So what I'm supposed to do is give these to the Royal Alberta Museum, find people, not their problem. Mm-hmm. They will give us back a cast of these bones for free. Mm-hmm. But not I don't enough. want. I want the real bones. Not enough. Yeah. So I took the bones. Well, I had a guy take the bones and bring them to the office and stash them here. And your M-check wasn't supposed to see any of this. And if you telling us to the Royal Alberta Museum, oh, man, I'm going to turn the volume on your headphones to 10 and then well, yell. Well, my fear now is that I'm an accomplice to some sort of crime. It is and- a felony to steal bones, yes. <laughs> and now we're all on record as knowingly committing this crime and knowing it's a crime. So I can't just sit there in a court and mm-hmm. be like, I didn't even know what was going on. You guys have made me aware of this, so... Now I'm kind of torn on what I should do. And me telling on all three of you in an open forum like this, don't kid yourself, if this does go to trial, I'm flipping on the three of you, providing (laughs) more information about other crimes you've committed, and I'm getting off scot-free. It's (laughs) Putin-esque. One, he scores eight goals. Yeah, and then trips on the rug. I never thought bones would sink my sports media career. (laughs) That's what it was, man. You're wondering how it's going to all end? Here it is. And when that buffalo fell to that water hole, they said, 8,000 years from now, you're going to totally fuck over Tyler Uremchuk at the onset of his media career. Mm-hmm. It's fun watching Tyler's face right now. Yeah. You can see it. It's very expressive. The wheels are turning. Forgot to tell you, all wrestling launched. Real Life Podcast. See you next week. Excuse me there. I just lost my trend of thought.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.